Welcome once again to Behind the Buckeye here, powered by the Ohio State of Mind. Caleb Spinner, Tyler Danberg, joined in studio by Caleb Romero, one of my high school friends, the man who endorsed my freshman class president campaign. I don't know if you remember that, but it's great to have you in the studio. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You don't want me to recreate how nervous I was on that phone call to you. You were a celebrity at Mechanicsburg. I I briefly remember that, but not like not a whole lot. But <laughs> now that you said phone, because at first I was I was really confused. I was like, wait, I did. But I remember you calling me up, so that's kind of funny. I think I went through your dad to get your phone number, even. Oh, really? Yeah, that's I, hilarious. It was. It was. Uh, it was ner- you were the bigwig at Mechanicsburg. Nobody had ever been as good as you were at wrestling, going on to win four state titles. And the captain of the football team. like it, it hadn't been done before. And then here you are, the, the king of the Berg. I guess. It, it was a lot of hard work to get there, so I appreciate that you thought of me like that. A very humble guy, if you couldn't tell, Tyler. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, did you win that freshman presidential election? I did not. But, uh, <laughs> but that was in no part to Caleb's endorsement. I, I, I do not fault him at all for that. Caleb, when coming out of Mechanicsburg D3 school... Did you always have Ohio State on the mind when they came to you for wrestling, or were there some other schools of interest that you had? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I grew up 40 minutes away from Columbus. Um, my family are diehard Buckeyes. My room is actually, I have, like, a green, like growing up, I had a green carpet. I had scarlet and gray paint in my room and a Buckeye trim all around my all around my room. So, um, at heart, I knew I wanted to go to Ohio State. Um, I did have some options. I had um, a lot of other really big schools looking at me as well. So um, I wanted to take that opportunity to go look at those schools. So I took a, a, a few um, unofficial and official visits. But like I said, just being able to – so in high school, like with wrestling, they have this thing. If you place top four at state, you can go train at their RTC program. So I was able to get up to Ohio State and like meet the coaches a lot, um, wrestle with all the athletes up here and stuff. So I built I built a really big um, or a really close relationship with all those guys, and then from there, just having that Buckeye background and then being able to see the guys and stuff all the time, I knew I wanted to come to Ohio State. Do you remember what stuck out to you meeting the coaches for the first time or the team? What what brought you here aside from the fandom? What actually got you into the program? Um, I'd say yeah, like the camaraderie, just being around the guys and stuff all the time. They're a real close knit group, um, and being a freshman in high school and coming to Ohio State and wrestling these guys and them bringing you in as as one, even though I'm just some little high schooler. Um, yeah, I really took that to heart and it meant a lot to me. So now you bumped up weight classes, didn't you? Going from high school to to college. So. Well, I, I, I think I bumped up every single year almost, actually, until I got to college. So freshman year of high school, I was 138, and then I played football around like 160. But <laughs> I was 138, and then sophomore year, I was 152. Junior year, I was 160. Senior year, I was 170. So, And then in my redshirt year of college, I was 174. Then I cut all the way down to 165 the next year. And then I went up to 174 again, and now I'm at 184. So I've kind of bounced around a little bit. <laughs> what is what is all that like quick weight changing? How does that affect you? Like, cause uh, I'm sure that's that's tough. Yeah, for sure. So um, you kind of you could definitely see it in my performance when I cut down to 165 my freshman year. Um, I didn't. I, I wasn't wrestling any anywhere close to where I'm wrestling now. You can just kind of tell I, I had 
like not a lot of gas, didn't have a lot of power or anything. So that just, that weight cut took a toll on me. Um, so now bumping up, I feel, feel really good. I'm explosive. Um, I can use my speed and my strength. So weight cutting, if you don't do it right, or if you're cutting a lot, it, it'll definitely affect your performance. So I, I'm content with not cutting as much weight and, and feeling, feeling happy and strong up at 184 this year. Have you seen a shift in opponents when you go up the ladder in weight classes? Um, I guess not really, just because um, Division One wrestling is so tough all around. Every weight class is, is stacked, so um, there's good guys no matter what weight you go. So I think this year, just a priority of mine. Fortunately, I started lifting. Um, we had a really good football coach in high school, and he and he had a really good lifting program in place. So I started lifting um, in like sixth or seventh grade. So um, I really love lifting too. I like being being one of the strongest I can. So um, I've I've been just focusing a lot on my strength this year because I bumped up. But like I said, fortunately, I've been in the weight room a lot. I I am pretty strong in the weight room, so um, that's that's helped as well this year. Is that why you drop weight as a wrestler or gain weight is for competition, or is it just a coach saying I think you'd be better at this weight? Um, there there's a lot of reasons. In, in my case. There was an opening at 165, and um, that's one kind of the weight re- they recruited me for. Uh, and then, like I said, there was an opening down there, and I could make the weight, but obviously it affected my performance. Sometimes people can cut a lot of weight, and it doesn't affect them as much. But like I said, with me, um, I use a lot of strength and explosiveness when I wrestle. So when I cut that weight, you obviously lose a lot of that. So um, it didn't didn't benefit me. <laughs> Well, as we've talked about through the first couple minutes of this conversation, Caleb, it seems like you've had a lot of physical and mental growth in your career here five years now at Ohio State. What's been your favorite part or your favorite aspect of developing as you go into your redshirt senior year and you're midway through that right about that point as of right now? I would say the mindset of just living in the present. I mean, a lot of times in wrestling you can get caught up and the highs and lows of the sport, like a big win. Like we'll have Friday, Sunday matches. You can have a huge win on Friday, but you gotta you gotta realize that you gotta live each day one one day at a time. Because if I stay real high off of that win on Friday, if I stay real high off of that win on Friday, then um I, I I may have a tough opponent on Sunday. And if I don't if I don't focus on my mind and get my mind right, then I can lose and then I'll just be right at the bottom again. So just understanding the highs and lows um, and living each day um, in the present and, yeah, not getting too ahead. That was seen last week, January 21st and 23rd. You go on Friday and you've got Iowa, number two ranked team of the country, rolling into town. You had that big win over Abe Assad. And then you go and take on Maryland again on Sunday. So what's that living in the present mindset like when you go from that quick day or two turnaround from Friday into Sunday? Yeah, exactly. Especially with, with weight cutting and stuff, the Friday and Sundays are really hard because like we, we, although we didn't win, we had a really good match on Friday. This year they have a lot of, lot of really old guys and a lot of experience, so um, they were able to pull away with that one. But we wrestled really hard and had some really good wins. So, um, yeah, like I said, you just got to regroup that next day, get your weight right, and understand that there's another hard match coming up the next day with Maryland. So um, 
you can be beat on any any given day. So you just got to regroup and um, focus on that next match. I feel like a lot of people watch wrestling who aren't close to the sport and they just see it's a brute sport. It's two guys just throwing themselves at each other. But you talked about experience and how Iowa has a lot of that with their upperclassmen guys. How does that experience play when you're on the mat? So I would say just being in that environment more often than others and having more suffering than others. So um, I don't know. Way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we well, our our coach actually wrote a book called Chosen Suffering. We kind of build our culture around um, suffering, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dark, but at the same way, like you want to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So you want to take yourself and practice every day. Not necessarily every day because you have those days where you're learning technique and you need to get better just in those areas. But the days that we're going to go really hard, you need to focus on getting yourself to that dark place where you're extremely tired and getting as comfortable as possible there. So when you when that happens in the match, you know how to wrestle and respond in those situations. So um, I just say the more experience in college that you have, the more times you're going to be exhausted in practice and can wrestle through those situations of being tired. So um, that's the more the experience factor that I'd say they had. I mean, I laughed at it, but that makes sense, right? Yeah. There, there's another quote. I think it was Urban Meyer. I'm, I'm sure multiple people have said this over the years, but if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Exactly. And it's, it's not always the most comfortable thing to get better, and especially in the case of wrestling, which is so physically taxing. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense, right? The the chosen suffering, choosing to get better, choosing to fight through the pain. It's it's a great philosophy. Yeah, for sure. That's and that's what our coaches preach is just getting in those situations so you can compete at your best when you're exhausted like that. Because I'm sure you guys have been there at some point. But when you're when you're that tired, picture trying to fight, basically fight another dude when you're completely exhausted and feel like you have nothing else to give. The only way you're going to get better at that is if you take your yourself there almost every day. And kind of live in those con- conditions, so that's I mean, what we try to do. I don't know about you. I never got too tired. To <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't yeah. know. We were we're not D one athletes like our friend Caleb Romero here. But yeah, but I mean, there, there's aspects of life, right? Not yeah. just athletics. Yeah, for sure. That, that happens. Yep. Our one of my old coaches used to used to say that too. Besides, like obviously, um, our soldiers and stuff and war and things like that. That'll obviously gives you the aspect of of life scenarios like that but wrestling is a unique sport because it'll put that stress on you that the actual life does too like the amount of nerves and highs and lows and everything you go through with wrestling it kind of in a way simulates how how you go through life as well so it's kind of unique in that aspect when you look at the highs for example when you finish a pin or get a win in regulation or like that sudden victory sudden death victory (laughs) on Friday last week, do you have a sense of relief or is it more celebration and excitement when something like that, when something of reward happens on the mat? Definitely celebration, excitement, nah, not relief at all. Yeah. Because especially like in that scenario, like on paper, they were supposed to just destroy us. So after, after my win, I think I brought it within two points. So we were right there. We like, we had every oppor- opportunity to win that match. So Especially after I got that takedown, I just I knew how close we were, and just getting that takedown in overtime, it was a, it was a cool moment. So it was all all celebration and excitement. You can tell. I mean, you see videos posted on Twitter of all the time of you pinning and getting up and doing the <laughs> yeah. Giannis hug uh, at the camera here. We can tell there's excitement, but you talked about having a short memory and not letting what happens on Friday uh, get to Saturday, whether it's negative or or positive. You got a week off 
here after Michigan and then Iowa and then Maryland in these last couple weekends. How do you guys try to care? Do you guys try to carry the momentum from the Maryland win into your next meet, or is it still trying to keep that short memory mentality? Um, yeah, still short memory mentality. Like I said, every match is different, and especially with wrestling, some guys some guys win their matches, some guys lose. So you kind of want to get back to that equilibrium um, the next day and just realize that we got a bigger goal to do in March. Whether you win or lost, you want to go win a national championship in March. And the best way to do that is to, if you lost, um, shake it off, learn from your mistakes, and get better moving forward. And then if you won, realize that you you got another tough guy coming up, so... He's he's gonna fight you just as hard as the last one. So you got to realize that you got to come every match ready to fight. I want to shift gears over to the business side because you were here four years before the name, image, and likeness deal comes about. So now your redshirt senior year, you've got the ability to utilize your name, image, and likeness, and you're an, a, a max effort muscle athlete. What's that process been like for you getting to be a part of those NIL deals? Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, with the wrestling side, unless you're you're some of the huge, huge names like Olympic champ Gable Stevenson or some of those guys like that, you're not you're not, you're not Sammy and Carson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not getting some of the deals like the football guys are, some of those million dollar deals or anything like that. So it's nothing nothing too crazy on the wrestling side. But it's just cool being able to, yeah, make money off off yourself. Like beforehand, I couldn't even if we went to a restaurant and you paid for fifty cents of my meal, I would get suspended for that. That just the simple at yeah. So just the simple aspect of someone. So if someone wanted to do a nice gesture for me now and pay for something just because they're a fan of mine or whatever, then then we wouldn't get in trouble. So I don't know. I just think that's the cool part of it now that we actually have control over. Yeah, our name, image, and likeness. And then for me going forward, I do have um, some good deals like with supplements and things like that. So I made sure to try to do the deals that are going to help me with wrestling. So I have my supplements, like my recovery and things like that. So um, for me, I really only got my necessities that I that I think I needed to help me become a better wrestler. Wrestling doesn't get a lot of offers. You mean Rikert hasn't offered you a new truck yet? No, unfortunately, they have not. Maybe you can take over yours. He's down in Texas. You yeah, don't need that anymore. exactly. He's got the money for that. But Tyler and I, we get to we get to games, you know, hours early as as broadcasters, and mm-hmm. we hear. I'm sure you have at the men's basketball games and even the women's. They'll play the announcement over about like how you can't give special. What they call it special treatment to athletes. I think I never knew it was that specific of. You cannot do this, even if it's like fifty cents or whatever. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Um, no matter the amount of money, bef- like even before, and I, well, now with NIL, you can you still can't compensate based off of performance. So you can't like we're talking basketball. You can't say I can. I'll give you five thousand dollars if you score twenty five points. Like you, that, you're still not allowed doing that. But before in a, NIL, the restaurant thing, it's just crazy to me. Like if someone wanted to be generous and and pay for however much. I even I even think it can go as low as like five cents or something. Just if yeah, if they wanted to give me a little bit of money to help with my buy my meal or something like that, like I'd get in big trouble for that. Whew. That's crazy. And over have, a nickel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that and that you just think about like how yeah, how wild that is. Like they basically they they had control, like complete control over like who we were and like we worked 
our whole lives to get here. And yeah, someone couldn't even give me a, <laughs> a nickel. To, yeah. Were they able to do team dinners or now are they able to do that for other businesses outside of the team nutrition plan? Yes. I think there's, I don't know, there's, there's a few things that go into it, but yeah, you're allowed, we're allowed doing stuff like that now. What is that? What's that like? Cause I know you guys change, especially wrestlers, you change weight so quickly. And it sounds like you've had some consistency here at 184, but I mean, go rewind the episode, folks. Listen to how quick that that change was yeah. through weights. How hard is that on nutrition? Because once you get started with a plan and then they say, hey, we want you down at 165, we got to cut what you're eating. That's got to be a shock to you. Yeah. Um, the fortunate thing with us, we have really good coaches and stuff. So um, I knew beforehand that I was going to go down to 165. So I had the time to cut down there. So even though it was really hard because I was cutting a lot of weight, like, I committed to it. If I if I said no, I don't want to. Our coaches would not have made me go down there. So um, I talked to them about it. They said um, we think this would be best, and I agreed at that time because um, there wasn't an opening. There was a spot in the lineup, and I wanted to wanted to wrestle. So um, they gave me a lot of time to cut down there, and I ended up getting down there. Unfortunately, I just didn't wrestle well down there. But um, one of the cool parts about this year too is now that OSU put in like a I don't know what a dining hall type place over at the shoemaker for us. So that's kind of helped a lot with nutrition and stuff. Now we have we have meals every um, every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner that we can go over there. And it's kind of like a I guess buffet type type thing. They have a salad bar and then they have a bunch of fruit and vegetables and stuff. And then they'll have um, a main meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, so what's your it's what's pretty awesome? What's your go to? Obviously, you've got weigh ins and all that, but your last meal before you go out and wrestle, what's the go-to for you? For a while, it's always been a peanut butter and honey sandwich. I don't know. That's peanut butter and honey. Yeah, that's and that's a lot of our the guys on our team. A lot of our go-tos are peanut butter and honey sandwich. So is it just taste or is it um, calorie? Yeah, ratio it's or? no, it's just kind of light. It's light on your stomach. It's uh, it's really you get some protein because of the peanut butter and then. Uh, you get a little boost, sugar boost from the honey, um, so natural sugar, <laughs> and then um, yeah, I'll eat some pistachios too. Those are always go to. That's about it. And then I just drink a lot of water, make sure I'm as hydrated as possible before I walk out on the mat. Whether you're in kindergarten or a red shirt uh, senior, yeah. sugar is still important to the <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. And then when you're preparing for the match, you've got the warm ups, you got everything going on, but then when you're about to walk out because for those that aren't really plugged into college wrestling, the walkout's just as important in setting the stage. And from what I've heard, from when I've seen you wrestle, you walk out what to can't tell me nothing. Yeah, like Kanye West. Yeah. What's the oh, what's the behind the walkout song selection? What what's that for you? Um, I guess there's not there's not too much behind the song. I used to walk out. To um, amazing by Kanye, just because the lyrics, um, he he just talks about I'm the reason um, everyone's here this evening and stuff. I don't know, it just goes <laughs> it it just goes cool, yeah, with the walkout and then um, can't tell me nothing just at the beginning, like the la 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 that I don't know, it's just kind of cool. I like it. So there's no there's no really like in depth reason behind the pick of the walkout song. I just like the song. I think it's it's cool for the walkout. I'm really laughing at that uh, the contradiction between you're such a humble guy in person and then your, your <laughs> music is like, this is my show. It's yeah. like everybody in the Cavelli, yeah, you're watching other matchups, but this is the one you can't yeah, see. Yeah, I'll, I'll let my, I'll let my um, 
music do the talking more for for my cockiness. Kanye <laughs> West is a big change from uh, walking down the hill, touching the rock to enter Sandman. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah I've, I've thought about that before. I've never, I've never obviously used it, but I was like. That'd be f- kind of cool if I used Inner Sand. Yeah, just because we used to walk out for football all the time like that. That's a that's a real tradition at Mechanics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, like no, there's a, there's yeah. a big purple rock. and Well, I would just say you touch it, but it, yeah. I mean, Caleb played. It, it means more to them than just, oh, hey, here's a rock we painted purple one year, and it's just stuck. But Yeah, it was just tradition. I, I don't know. You just yeah you once we walk out of walk out of the building and then we got we got a hill too Clemson has a hill right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we got a hill too like I guess like Clemson a little bit but the, we don't the, like Clemson so <laughs> so we don't have to compare it to that the stadium's like down in a little bit of a valley kind mm-hmm. of but the yeah. weight room is on a hill um, they call it the high school on the hill um, and so the weight room is right up there that's where the locker rooms are because we're a small school we mm-hmm. can't afford actual weight rooms yeah uh, or actual locker rooms so the football team will come out they'll play. Understand, man. Coach Forrest to lead them down, and they'll touch the rock, holding hands. Too, yeah, we. As they come out. You got. Hands. We're like two by two. Yeah, all the way, and you're holding holding one of your teammates' hands, and you all touch the rock and walk down, and then we line up at the bottom. And so, then as soon as you hit that, dun, 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 yeah, dun, that's when you, you take it, and you guys walk. Yeah, they walk for a little bit and then raise the raise hands it. and then break and yeah. go. Is it's it pretty a, cool. Is it a lock arms type operation? I feel like I kind of get that kind of vibe from uh, the I, Mechanicsburg it's, Indians. It's definitely pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's a yeah, it's cool. <laughs> he downplayed that whole thing. He just made it up how cool it was. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> how does that compare to the pageantry of walking out now and going and performing, not performing, but going out and competing in front of the fans at a, at what's been a ruckus Cavelli Center? Aside uh, from Metallica being a better group than Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously it's different, and they're they're both awesome in their both ways, or in in both of their ways. So, um, I don't know. The Cavelli's electric, especially when, um, well, it's a brand new place. It's all like, you're all in, everyone's enclosed on you when you're out there on the mat. So when it's packed and we got some of the best fans, so, um, it's just, a, it's an unreal experience to be out there in front of everyone. And then, um, with, with the football walking out, I just, one of my favorite part was one of my best friends, um, Alex Ryan, is who I basically always walked with. So just getting that experience with him and walking down was was pretty cool. Now, last thing we'll leave you with here, aside from wrestling, stepping off the mat. <laughs> but you've got a you've got an undergraduate degree in marketing. You're still studying human resource management here. What's the what's life look like after you graduate? So well, I still might have one more year of wrestling, so I still might have a little while after after um until I get into life after wrestling. But I am looking to go into medical sales, medical device sales. Um, that's kind of kind of what I want to do going forward. So I don't know if I'll necessarily be using my master's degree, but um, yeah, that's the plan. Thanks so much for coming in the studio. We enjoyed talking with you, Caleb. It was good catching up. I'm yeah, sure. for sure. It's been what like six years. Yeah, I think been, since we've been in the same room. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. And thank you guys for having me. I had a good time. That'll do it for us here on Behind the Buckeye. Special thanks for Caleb Romero for coming in here and talking with us. I know, Tyler, it was an exciting conversation that uh, you got to meet him for the first time. Really good guy. Yeah, I mean, you've been talking about Caleb because grown up with him. You know him from Mechanicsburg. Great to make that connection and talk about it in the interview. But you just hear him. Such a humble guy. And he really just transcends on the mat, 
and he was talking about you know maybe coming back next year or going into the field that he wants to go in. No matter what he does from here on out, he's going to be really great at what he does. And you heard it on the interview. Just well spoken, awesome guy to talk to. A lot of fun, and hope you enjoyed the conversation because it was really great to sit down with Caleb Romero. He's one of the finest athletes that Ohio State has to offer, and. One of the best wrestlers in the country, especially at 184. We'll see you once again for the first of our two weekly episodes on Monday. But until then, for Tyler Danberg, Caleb Romero, I'm Caleb Spinner. That's the show. We're out of here.